Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Full-Time Whittle Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by one of the biggest names in rugby league, Zach Hardacre. Zach, first and foremost, thanks for joining me. No, it's my pleasure, mate. Thank you for having me. So uh, I really appreciate that you come on today. Uh, I'm sure you have some great stories. And, and first and foremost, to start the podcast with all guests, I always like to begin where your childhood uh, all began, really. You, you grew up in West Yorkshire. What was your childhood like? What was it like to grow up in Yorkshire? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a home bird. So, you know, Yorkshire's the best thing since sliced bread. It's God's, God's country, as uh, all, all Yorkshire people say. Um, but no, mate, no, I had, I had, a, I had a great childhood. Um, um, my mum raised me till uh, on, on her own uh, for about five or six years. Um, then I met the uh, met my stepdad, who uh, you know has been an absolutely instrumental rock in in, in my rugby in my rugby career. And we could touch probably on that a bit later on, but um, yeah, no, my mum gave me everything that I've ever wanted. Um, you know, a, a spite little, spite a little, spite a little brat sometimes, but. Um, yeah, um, close close knit little family. Um, I was really energetic. Wanted to play with with every every other kid there. You know, in the playground, I was running about trying to burn loads of energy off. Um, so yeah, I had a really good childhood, mate. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I've still got the friends from school. Still, still, still my close friends now. Um, so, so yeah, from 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 growing up. Um, to, to you know junior schools to high schools fully enjoyed going to I, I, lo- I love social interaction interaction I love um, meeting new people um, I love just being around people so um, you know when if I'm on my own and I'm sure we'll touch on it later about the lockdown situation and stuff but it, you know it, it, I really really hate it so um, yeah I was I was a fun bubbly kid um, a little bit mischievous um, but obviously we can touch on a bit that a bit later. Um, um, so so yeah, I had a great childhood, mate. There's nothing that I can say that I'd change. Uh, my mum did an absolute fantastic job, and then um, you know my nana looking after me when my mum was on nights, and and my aunt, my uncle really, who, my, my auntie was my second mum, and me my uncle who raised me like his son until till he had his own. So uh, like I said, the close knit little family, but it was uh, really good, and like I said, they did everything that. I ever asked if I ever wanted a toy or or the next best thing, uh, the pair of boots. It was always always given to me, so probably a bit spoiled. But um, yeah, great, great little, great, great growing up in Yorkshire. Love it. It sounds brilliant. And uh, was you an only child, or do you have siblings? Yeah, so I'm only child, mate. Um, so I've actually got well, I've got a half sister, got the same dad, but um, didn't have much really to do with her until I got a bit older. Uh, she's about she's about thirty five now with with two kids and we do speak uh, not all the time so it's it's not it's not weird it's not complicated it's just you know we'll speak when we see each other or we'll give each other quite a message um, so yeah grew up on my own like I say I think that's that played a part in being a um, having everything wanting everything and and, and my mum trying to, to to provide everything for me so um, yeah lonely child that's why. Probably I want to be with with everyone. I want to, pardon me, sorry. Uh, I want to have sleepovers. Um, I want to be with my friends all the time. Um, and that's where the aspect of, of sport came in, really. Um, any sport you you name, I, I I wanted to be in it. I, I joined the team. Whether you know, whether I was three or four playing football, 
in the park or when I started school, uh, you know, six or seven, I played every spot going. So um, I think it was very noticeable at a young age that I loved playing sports. I loved being, loved being with uh, other kids, really, and, and being, being in the outdoors. It, it sounds brilliant. And, and at school, what are your favourite subjects? I know you, you touched upon that. It was very sporty. I feel like a lot of uh, young people, young young lads growing up, you want to play everything, whether it's cricket, football, rugby, yeah, of even badminton. Yeah, yeah, mate. But badminton, I got um, <laughs> when I was at high school. I got I got picked for the uh, Yorkshire district uh, basketball. Um, I played uh, I played cricket. I got picked um, obviously for for for, for rugby. I got uh, trials at Leeds United. Um, I got scouted for um, for the athletics um, at, at four hundred and eight hundred meter running. Um, so yeah, there's there's quite a lot of stuff that you know I, I was quite good at, and um, I just really enjoyed doing it. Um, and I think it was a way of, of you know, my mum just. Uh, I've got I've got I've got ADHD, which is you know attention attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, um, which we could touch on a bit later. I didn't get diagnosed until I was sixteen until two thousand sixteen. So, um, I think that played a massive part for when I was young. I was always like I say hyper. Um, I always wanted to be on the go, and I think that really helped me in my, in my rugby career. But like I say, we can touch on that a bit later. But um. Yeah, I was always wanting to do something. I always wanted to play a sport, play with someone. Um, and I think, yeah, just just being that bubbly person and, and and always on the move, wanting to do something different, um, enabled me to to play different sports, to to, to pick up different um, aspects of that sport, um, to pick up different attributes, if you like, and and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, very, very busy kid when I was younger. It's funny because when I was listening to that answer, you, you mentioned that your trials at Leeds United, obviously, you was very good at rugby league. It's such a contrast between us two because I was a kid that get picked last at any sport. So you can clearly <laughs> see an athlete between an amateur and I love sport, but I was never quite good. But in terms of more rugby league now, uh, when did you first start playing rugby league more seriously and how did you fall in love with the sport? So, um, so, like I said, like I touched on earlier, my mum instead had uh, when I was about five, six, six years old, something like that. And like I touched on earlier, uh, I was a bit of a, a nuisance. I was running around the house. I was always wanting to do something. I was kicking. I was screaming. I was just bolting up and down the stairs. And, and I think my mum was like, "What can we do with him?" To, to, to my stepdad, um, like, what, 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 what can we do to burn his energy? I think was was the was the main output really. So. My stepdad uh, had a friend who who um, coached a rugby team called Nottingley Rockware. Um, it's uh, it, unfortunately it's folded now that 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 team, but that club. So it took me down, um, and I didn't even train. It was a Saturday morning. It was a game. Um, never never played it before. Never understood it. I was seven years old. Um, got the kit on. Got some boots. Um, and the coach basically said, "Look, look, look there's a <laughs> as plain as it can be, really. There's a line of line of boys there. You get the ball, you put the the ball over that line there, you score a try." I was like, "Okay," and this is God's honest truth. Um, so I was on the subs bench. Obviously, I've never played. Caught the ball, and uh, where we was playing, we was playing at um, a pitch called Fryston, um, and there was about two or three pitches um, side to side. 
So I've picked the ball up on my pitch and I've run across onto the other pitch where obviously there's no game there and scored a try on a pitch that no one's playing on. So all, all like obviously all the other parents, everyone's thinking, what, what, what on earth is he doing? So I did that, and then the guys, were like, well, the coaches, my step, they're like, no, 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 this is the pitch, this is the, this is the trial. I saw like, okay, um, so that's me, my, my first introduction to rugby league. I scored a, a really fantastic eighty meter try, but it was on the wrong pitch, and then, um, you know, the the. About five minutes later, I end up scoring two tries. Um, on the right pitch. On the right pitch this time, yeah. Um, this time I um, I scored two tries, and, and I did. I went through the old. I hurt my knee, started crying as if it's it's fallen off. The magic sponge came on. I can remember that to, to this day. The oh, magic sponge, magic sponge, shot up. You know, it's it, it, it's healed, and from from that day, mate, I fell in love with with rugby league. Um, and then, like I said earlier about interaction with, with other people, um, we'd play on we'd play on a Saturday, and then um, we'd go to um, the not only swimming baths. That's where that's where I was living at the time, um, just near, near Pontefract in West Yorkshire. So we, we'd play rugby on the on the morning, and then most of the team would go go swimming. Um, and at the top of the swimming baths, you could have like chicken nuggets and chips and stuff. So it turned into like a bit of a a social day really so it was rugby that we all loved on a morning then it was swimming and and just enjoying ourselves in, in the afternoon and then it was a bit like having tea together and then obviously you, you go home so I think the, all that factors into into why I fell in love with um, rugby really at, at first and then uh, obviously it progressed as I got older I started getting involved into different sports and stuff but um, yeah I was, I was seven years old mate and um I could, like I say, I, I scored a try on a different pitch. I scored two, Magic Sponge, and and since that day, I um, I, I love rugby league. In terms of the sport itself, what part, of, what elements of rugby league do you enjoy the most? Do you enjoy the tackling side? Obviously, the feeling when you score a try. Yeah, so it's um, it's probably changed over the over the years, really. So um, at first, when I was when I was young, it was probably just just being with my friends, being outside, um, and trying to score. Um, I think that was the the feeling, you know, to, your parents cheering on the sideline. I think that's always a good, great feeling. Obviously, I still get that that feeling today if I score, and you know, my mum and stepdad and my partner and stuff are in the stands. But um, as I've got older, um, yeah, it's changed a little bit. Obviously, I was, you know, I played fullback majority of my career so far. When I was at Leeds, um, I really prided myself on on my defence as a fullback. Um, so I actually really enjoyed saving a try. Um, so I'd I'd take that really personal that if I had a chance of, of, of stopping it and it was a bit of a 50-50 chance and they've scored, I'd, I'd really take that personally. Um, and, and for me, if if I stopped them in a 50-50 challenge um, and, you know, stop the stop, stop the ball from getting put down the t- on the try line, I'd probably take more out of that than the actual scoring. Um Factor factor that into a into a team where uh, you know it was full of um, full of legends at the time. And it's not until now, and you know I'm not I'm not into that team. And some some players are retired, and I look back at that team and just think how how incredible of a team it was, and and how good of a, a organisation Leeds Rhinos is. But 
when you're when you're in there, you don't really necessarily take it for 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 grant. Well, you take it for granted really that you're at, you're at Leeds Rhinos. It's it's a club that you you've seen on telly. The likes of Rob Burrow, um, who, who lived near me, who who I, who I used to spot around when I used to be sixteen, walking the streets. I'd see him in his car, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's Rob Burrow, it's Rob Burrow." Um, he was the first one that took me to training at Headland so I said I didn't know how to get there. Um, kind of took me under his wing um, until I got a bit taller than him. Uh, so um, I started after, I started after looking after him, but just all that, mate, rolled into into something at, at Leeds where, um, like I say, the defense defensive element of, of being a fullback, I, I took really good pride in it, and just being a part of the team um, that was so successful at, the, at that time. Um, really enjoyed it, and over the years has changed. You know, I, I went, I, I did I had a year at Castleford, um, and there I really enjoyed scoring tries. Um, you know, the the flair of the team was um, well. I don't think it's I've not seen it before, and I've not really seen it after. Um, I know I know they do still try and play that style of style of rugby, that 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 brand of rugby, but um, I'm not sure it'll. Well, it could be replicated. It, I could could be could be wrong, but um, I'd be I'd be surprised if it was. It was a you know terrific year. Um, how we how we played and how we how we just destroyed teams it was. It was like being being in the park with your friends again at twelve years old. You know, training was really good, and it was just the finesse of it really. You know, the, the fans came came down um, and it really ignited the town. Um, obviously, we can touch on what happened that year as well, which was a bit. Uh, well, big mistake on my part, but um, and then from there, obviously, I've come to Wigan, and then um, I've I've been playing centre uh, last year. I've been, I've been playing centre against this this year, and the the tables have ch- changed this year. I, I really enjoy defending. Um, I'm, I'm quite quite aggressive. If if people don't know that, um, if people have not watched me, um, I'm 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 a quite aggressive player. Um. But I really love the challenge of you know the physical aspect, and I think that's what that's what really got me in, in, into rugby league was um, not trying to hurt people because I don't I don't I don't want to hurt anyone, but just just in 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 the best possible way tackling them and hurting them uh, with, without obviously doing it um, in a bad way. You know what I mean? Just just doing a great hit or. Um, Doing a good a defensive read or stopping a try that would have been a try, something like that. So, um, as I've got older and as as my positions have changed and different teams, um, the 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 outlook on on me and the outlook on on what I want to achieve in that team or that year or that game has has pretty much changed throughout the years, mate. It's a great summary of your career there. Almost it was you start off at yeah. Leeds, Castleford, like Warriors. Yeah, sorry, uh, I just all in. It's perfect for me to, to be a host of a podcast and have the guests do all the work. And in your answer there at, at the start, with uh, you mentioned Rob Burrow. Obviously, at the moment, he's going through uh, some really tough times with uh, motor neuron disease. How did that yeah. affect you when you found out? And, and do you still speak to Rob? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was uh, terrible. Um, so I, I've, not, I've not heard much about it, really. Obviously, I knew it was, it, it was still... Um, it, at Leeds Rhino, it was, it was I think it was coaching the under 19 something like that, um, and I've I've not heard anything, so it was quite. I'm not saying it was kept secretly, but you know I think it was something that was was in, internal, and 
Um, I first heard it on the, um, I think it might be on Sky Sports News, and then I seen it on Twitter, and everyone started talking about it, and then, um, you know, I, I sent I sent him a text straight away, and obviously, I wasn't expecting anything back, but I just wanted to, you know, show my support and and just to let him know that, you know, I'm here and, it, you know, I'm thinking of you kind of thing. So, um. And then it was it might have been a day or two after. I think he might, I think he did an interview, and just his speech uh, from the rubber rubber that you know first picked me up outside outside my mum's house, taking me to train him uh, for the five and a half years for the six years of um, of playing with him and know, knowing Robin and, and how he acted and how he interacted with with, with human beings as, as not just as players but. Um, his family, his, his kids, the kids on the terraces, um, the flamboyance of him. To 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 hear him do an interview, mate, where you know he, he's stuttering, um, his speech was 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 really bad, and I could just see it in his eyes, and I started crying, mate. And to be fair, I watched it about four times. I don't know why. Um, I watched it over and over again. This this interview that he did, and uh, I just cried our way through it about four or five times, and it just it just really saddened me to see to see a bloke that um that would do so much for you uh, as a person um whether he knew you or not um that had a, an amazing career that had done everything right you know he's he's not a big drinker he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't do drugs he doesn't you know he's a he's the epitome of a, a professional athlete to see him to to go through all that and then get to the age, I think, I don't know, 37, 38, and get diagnosed with something as, as bad as, you know, MND. Uh, and then to see him, you know, go down, go down that quickly. It's, um, it's hard, mate. And especially me living in Wigan, I'm, you know, I'm, if I was probably around, around back home, around Pontefract from where I'm from, I'd have probably seen him a little bit more. I'd have probably heard it more, but, I felt like I was miles away. Well, I, I am miles away, but I'm not not that. I'm an, I'm an hour and a half from the motorway away, but it, it felt like I was, you know, on a different planet, and I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was really seeing and and hearing and listening and, um, yeah, that was difficult. And then I went to the uh, the 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 Rob, well, Leeds Rhinos played Bradford Bulls, and uh, you know they got some of the legends to play on, on that game. Um, and you know Rob, Rob Burrow came on for the last fifteen minutes. And um, I got invited to, um, you know, got got invited to the uh, the VIP section at the top, and um, it was great to see some old faces. And I saw Rob uh, just before he went downstairs to get changed, um, and I gave him a big cuddle and a and a kiss, and you know, there was a bit of a tear in each other's eyes, and I could just see, you know, it 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 really hurt. So um, and then obviously I sat in the stands and watched him go on there and, and all the emotion that, that came with it, all the fans there were there, you know, felt it. Um and it, it it's really sad to see mate, it really is, but but all I can say is is what what an absolute trooper he's doing, you know, he's he's um he's raised well, I think Kevin Sinfield raised over two and a half million himself just just from doing marathons for Rob. Um the fight that he's got in him to say he's is is about four foot, you know. He he still has a joke. I still have a joke with Rob, but the fighting, the fighting him is is, is unbelievable. Um, for him, for himself, in his wife, his children, 
And it's not just about him. He's, I think he's trying to raise the profile of MND. Uh, you know, obviously, it's something that I didn't, I didn't know personally about it. I don't think Rob knew about it until he got diagnosed. So, and there's people out there without a big voice that have probably got it and and they're suffering and there's there's nothing that they can do. So, it's um, it's great what he's doing. I'm I'm really proud to be a friend of Rob, and I'm really proud to have to have played. Um, you know. The good part of his best years with with, with him, and, and it's someone that you know, someone that I've that I know, and I've, I've kind of kind of grew up with him in, in the aspects of um, as a rugby player. So it was really sad to see, him, mate. But you know, he, he, he's trooping on, and uh, yeah, I uh, he, every time I see him, it, it, it does a, does hurt a little bit. Hearing that answer has even made me a little bit emotional. It's clear how much of an impact he's had on your life. And obviously growing up and, and getting lifts off Rob to training and, and learning the man he is away from the field, what stories do you have of Rob? And in terms of him to you, is he quite a big role model? Yeah, he's a, he's a small model small role model. <laughs> you know, I, I, when, I'm, when I'm joking, I'm, I'm trying to take... Uh, the, uh, the the seriousness of him because this is this is that's the Rob brother that I know you know um, and um, yeah so like like I said like I said earlier that I can remember being on the streets um, and he used to have a, a white Audi TT and it used to have R seven B R W so Rob Burrow really <laughs> um, on the reg plate and all all my mates would be like oh it's Rob Burrow it's Rob Burrow and he'd just go by in it I was like wow wow like Rob Burrow you know bloody hell uh, anyway, this is at 16, 17. Um, and then obviously I was at Featherstone, I got signed. Um, and um, I, was signed, I could have signed for a few clubs. So I went I went around Hull FC's training ground. Um, I got offered at uh, Warrington Wolves. Um, I heard that Wigan was interested in me, but that wasn't really related until I actually signed for, for, for Leeds. Uh, that came apparent about two weeks later so you know I could have been a good player years ago but anyway um, I got to uh, Leeds yeah that's it mate yeah Uh, I got to Leeds training ground and uh, they showed me the facilities and I'm like wow I've I've come from um, training in a um, underneath a stand of a stadium at Feverson Rovers with freezing cold weights on a you know on a Tuesday and Thursday night to this five star gym with, with six fields with a you know, a 3G pitch at the side with a, an amazing gym. And then they took me to uh, to uh, Headingley, uh, the, the, the stadium. And obviously it's um, users, uh, uni, uh, uh, people for university as well. So it's uh, not just a stadium, it's, it's, you know, public can go in there, you can have you can have dinner, you can have tea. And that's where most of our dinners and teas, when we was at Leeds, we had there. So... The first time we got there, I got there with Gary Everton um, and my stepdad. And we walked in, and I, I know for a fact it was set up, but it, it, it was set up brilliantly. I got, I, I walked in. There was Jamie John Buchanan, uh, Rob Burrow sat sat down talking, um, and they both jumped up, came over, made big fuss of me, and ever since that, you know, I I made it up in my mind I was signing at Leeds just just from. Just from you know Jamie Jones and and, and Rob Burrow, especially Rob Burrow, but because like I said, I've, I've seen him drive around in his car on the streets from where I'm from, um, and 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 that impacted me massively, mate. And, and that made me that made 
my decision straight away. Um, just just them two being there and talking to me for five minutes, and then um, obviously signing there. Um, he, he he picked me up for the first week, maybe two weeks. Um, so you know, I, I can remember sat down. I had all, all my all my lead all my lead kit on my first training session, and um, he had um, a two liter petrol um, Audi TT, and it purrs a little bit in the exhaust. I know I'm going off a bit off topic here, but you, you can, when, when it's when it's quite outside, you can hear the exhaust going. Um, so I'm sat down and it's all quiet, and I'm waiting for my mum. And it's like I think it's about quarter seven, so I'm looking to watch. I'm like, I'll be here in a minute, and I'm really nervous because I've never really spoke to him. And I've got to be in a car with him for thirty-five minutes, forty minutes. I'm like, what do I talk to him about? Like, do I borrow? Like, I don't know what to say. Anyway. I'm sat there and I hear this. I'm like, is it? And then then message, then the text message. I'm outside, mate. I'm like, oh fuck, is he? Is he? Is he? Is he? So I jumped in, tried to talk cool, and um, yeah, and like I say, he, t- he took me under his wing, mate. Like for the first two weeks, he he, he took he took me training, took took me home, um, kind of showed me the ropes, and um, and then when I uh, after about a year, I got. Um, a pay rise. I could afford a good car. I actually bought um, a black Audi TT, um, and he got he had a white one. So, and, and this is goes on as truth. I, I bought it because Robert had a white Audi TT. Uh, so I went for the black one and the diesel. So he had the white petrol. So I went for the black diesel because I thought if I get the exact same, then the lad will absolutely hammer me. So, uh, and and that's the impact he had on me, uh, just from. A small conversation at Headley at Cafe um, made me sign there. It was the first one to take me training, um, and then I copied his car when when I had enough money to buy to buy to to, to buy a car. So um, yeah, a massive massive impact on me. Uh, massive impacts on on Lee Rhinos. Um, forever will be remembered as a as a as a Rhinos great and a, and a rugby league great as well. And I think. Um, you know, I think there's been a few programs on on Sky Sports News now about um, the Rob Seven and and I think you know the, his old coaches or you know the the players that he used to play with and and they've admittedly said like who's this little guy? Surely he can't play and it, it totally changed the the way rugby league was played. Um, it wasn't just your big your big bald forwards that that weighed. 19, 20 stone. It was this this little five foot two guy who was quick as lightning. And by the time you've turned around, he's, he's gone past you, whizzed past you, and scored under the stick. So um, it was a lovely documentary. It was it was on Sky Sports News. I think you can still search for that now. But um, that was great to see because obviously I, I I didn't really see see all those kind of games when he played. But um, yeah, terrific, terrific, terrific bloke. And like I say, he's still he's still battling through it now. So um, yeah, he's he's a little warrior. He was a real revolutionist to rugby league. It, like you said, in terms of a man of his size, traditionally rugby league is for, for big six foot plus guys, 19, 20 stone. But he was, a, as you said, four foot and quick. And he, he did yeah. an excellent job. And I'd like to, we'd both probably like to wish him all the best in his recovery. There's, there's actually no problem well, about same. it. We got, yeah. He's always in everyone's thoughts. And to go back to yourself now, uh, at this moment in time, you're, you're entering your third season at Wigan Warriors. And the one thing that the fans have noticed is a bit of swagger in the game and there's a smile always on your face. How much are you enjoying your time at the DW Stadium? 
yeah, I love it. Um, you know, from from first sight, Wigan's always been a club that um, I've always. I've, let me try and put this these these words right because I don't want to sound um, not hated but disliked, but really well respected. So obviously, when I was at Leeds, it was Leeds Wigan really. That, that every time we played Wigan, it was it was like going into World War Three. I'd come away with. You know, I can remember getting the ball, Mickey Mack standing on back of my ankles, John Bateman poking me in the eye, Joel Tompkins, Sam Tompkins, you know, um, all these players. I can remember coming off, you know, off the, off the pitch, battered and bruised, and you, you know you were in for a real war. And it was one of those clubs that I really, I was really excited to uh, to, to, to play against, um, but also, like, kind of, disliked them at the same time because they was good and obviously I hate getting beat but um, it was always a club that I've always said to my stepdad you know if if I did go over to to the dark side over to Lancashire um, you know Wigan would be the would, would be probably the ideal fit for me um, with the, the, the competitive competitive nature of, of, of the club um, how they play um, you know um with Maguire there before and, and Sean Wayne, I, I kind of knew the ethos of of of, of how it was run uh, through through being on England camps with you know like the like like the likes of Sam Tompkins and um, and John and George Williams and and Oliver Gildart and they told me look it was tough it was really really tough training um, sorry I've just had a protein shake so I've just got a, a few bits so I do, do apologise. Um, so I kind of knew the 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 ethos of, of the club and what it stood for, and you know when I got the chance to sign up, we're going. It was um, it was kind of a no-brainer. I've I've spoke to Chris Odlinski, um for a number of years, and it was a it was a, a major factor of me of me signing. It's um, I actually was a Wigan fan when I was younger. Um, my dad used to take me to the grand finals, and um, majority of the times Wigan was in was in them. So. It was quite an easy team to follow. Um, you know, I've got pictures of myself with. Um, I'm actually laid in the bath with, um, well, cherry and white on my face, and I've got uh, the word Radlinski um, painted wow. on my on my forehead after the one of the grand finals. And uh, when I signed up, we're going to actually brought it to Chris and, and gave him it. Um, so it's it's a club that I actually did support, and then. Um, I kind of changed when when I got older. It was a bit like I can't spot Wigan; they're not from Yorkshire. So that's when I went for the traditional Leeds Rhinos, Leeds United kind of thing. So, um, but yes, yeah, so like I say, when, when I when I got the chance to sign Wigan, I knew what what Wigan was about. I felt it. I felt I felt like it fitted me, um, and I'd fit the club. Obviously, you know, there's, there's things gone on in my life that's that's not been perfect, but you know, I think. Speaking to Chris Chrysodlinski and Ian Lenigan, you know they've had, um, you know they've not had the players that have always been great. You know I don't want to mention some names, but you know they've had they've had players in the past that have have, have done stuff wrong, and and, and we're going to seem to have, have, have turned them around and 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 works works really well with them, and and that that was another 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 reason for me wanting to to be here. Um, and and the fans as well, you know, the the first year I was really really nervous of of how the fans would take me. Um, 
especially after of, of, of the drugs ban. Um, you know, social media can be great. Social media can be absolutely awful at times. And um, I'd, I had it deleted for quite a while. Um, and then when I got it back, I I think because I didn't have it on for that long, all the bad messages must have been deleted itself by Twitter. So I just had good messages, which was which was very fortunate. Um, and all, all I could say is, and all I can do is, I give 110% in training and I try and give 110% on the, on the pitch. Um, and I think, I think as a fan, I think that's all you, all you want from, from your players um, and, and your team. So um, that, that's what I try to do every time I, I've took the pitch, um, where I've played full-back, wing, centre. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kicking. I know, I know I'm not the, the best kicker in the world, but... Um, I'm the best in the team, so it's it's a bit bit unfortunate that um, I'm not I'm no Pat Richards, but you know that that's something I'm really looking forward to to um, to working on this year. I'm gonna really really focus on my on my kicking and and hopefully get get a bit better about that. But it's um, yeah, the, the the fans were brilliant. Uh, the first year I picked up, I think nearly every award you can you can pick up. Um, you know, I think I got the fans, players, the players, player, the coaches, player. Um, the community player of the year, and and that to me just just um, just made 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 my year really. Um, just to get, I, I didn't play for for the trophies. I didn't want. I didn't want. I didn't say right. I'm going to play this year because I want to get players play. I, I just played to firstly to be enjoyed, enjoying rugby league, to be back enjoying playing rugby, to be at a, a club such as prestigious as Wigan Warriors. Um, and, to give, and to be given that chance, and and, and the fans really, fans really, really did help, mate. Whether it was on Twitter, whether it was passing passing by, whether it was going to Aldi or Tesco or or Morrison's, um, you know, whether it was kids asking for the shirt, signing with my name and number on the back already, um, I did really feel the, the passion and, and and the love from from the fans straight from the off, and and that just spurred me on even more to try and do more for the club and, and, and to do better and you know last year um, obviously it was a tur- turbulent year and um, you know I got pushed in the centres which um, you know but truthfully I wasn't wasn't really happy with it but um, on the, on the hindsight you know the the team was better off with me in that position and um, you know it worked well it, 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 sold in, it so nearly worked you know we got to a grand final and just, just fell short got the league leaders which is Fantastic, and um, I feel like I've, I've grew as a person at Wigan. Obviously, I've me and my partner moved over. It's the first time, you know, I'm away from from Yorkshire, um, which is quite a big move for myself. We've had we've had his first child over here, um, and then obviously, I, I think I'm just growing as a person, um, and you know, Wigan's helped me to do that, and. I just want to repay them every time. Like I say, every time I'm in the in the training on the training pitch, I give it me all. Um, and every time I'm, I'm on the pitch, I, I try and do so much for the badge. I try and I try and play for the fans that you know have, have supported me through, through through the thick and through the thin. Really, you know, there were loads of people that questioned me, um, and I still get tweets today about people that say, "Oh, looks like I was your biggest doubter. I was your biggest critic." when we signed you but you know I'm, I'm really glad that we have and, and stuff like that and that just emphasises 
what I do and what, what I'm doing is working and, and I'm, I'm really pleased that I've, uh, you know, that I did come to this club and, and, and I, I've been really well received. So I'm, uh, I'm really thankful for, for all the support from, from, um, from everyone at the club um, and especially from the fans as well. So hopefully we can get this COVID sorted out and get the fans back in the stadium and, um, you know, get them all chanting again. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a terrific couple of years, mate. It's been a brilliant few years for yourself. You, you really did hit the ground running at the club, although you probably didn't uh, hit the ground as fast as you probably liked. You've you've been excellent since that moment. And what I've also noticed that you've also had a big smile on your face away from rugby too. Uh, on your on your Instagram, on your socials, you're always happy, you're always smiling. You've recently had a hair transplant re- very recently. Uh, yeah, the, the viewers may be watching, thinking, "Why is that Cardiff got a, a haircut like Brazilian Ronaldo?" Back in the World Cup, years ago, and and it is uh, the, the transplant, and and also you, you touched upon in your answer, you've just become a, a father uh, to uh, your son uh, Abel. Um, yeah. Can you describe what that moment was like to become a dad? Because that's something you dream about when you when you're young. You dream to have your own family, your own house, and you've done that. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's uh, me and my partner. We've been. Well, we've been childhood sweethearts, really, but you know, it's it's not all been plain sailing. We've been on on and off for for you know eleven years now. So um, we've had as high, we've had as lows. You know, we've 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 had the misfortune of having a miscarriage before. So it's it's something that we've that we've wanted for a number of years, but for whatever reason, it's it's not quite quite happened. So we've had um, you know something didn't go quite right on this first one. Um, we had a miscarriage um, on on the second one, um, which is really painful. Um, and then, yeah, it was something that obviously we both wanted, and and we were both trying. And you know, when 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 we found out she was pregnant, obviously I was over the moon. All the boys were really thrilled for me, um, and it it was just something I was really looking forward to. Um, and then, you know, finding out I was having a boy, you know that that, that gives it. Uh, Boy or girl, you know, every, every dad will say that they're not really bothered. But uh, you know, just I thought, I thought generally, I thought I was having a girl, so I was going to be probably this overprotected dad. I was thinking, right, she's having no boyfriends and all this kind of jazz. And um, and then we, you know, for the gender reveal, it was a boy, and I was, you know, I was, I started crying again. I'm, I must be getting a bit emotional as the older I'm getting. So it's, uh, yeah. So obviously, it's something that that. From 2016, really, it's not been quite happening for us. Um, and then to get the chance to have to have a, a start a family over here, um, it, it's been fantastic. And and I think it's been really good that we've been away from us. I, I know, like, obviously we, we miss his family and, and friends and stuff, but just to solely concentrate on me, my partner Alicia, and, and my son Abel now, who's, who's just gone over four weeks, four weeks old, we just registered him today, so he's officially. Uh, a hard acre, which I'm I'm really really proud about, because um, obviously we're still a Riley, um, which is my, my girlfriend's second name. So, um, yeah, like I've said, like, like a, a proud moment again today, and it's weird. So, yeah, like 2021, I've, I tried to. I've not done any resolutions of where you know I've wrote them down, and I'm trying to stick to this. And it's just it's just a thought process, and and I think this is just just goes through because. Of all the ups and downs that I've had in my life, and you know, I've been to 
I've been to the bottom where I didn't want to be here anymore. Um, I've been to the top where I've won grand finals and stuff like that. And when when you start to have a family and you start to get a bit older and you start to you start to realise what actually matters in life and um, you know there's a there's quite a lot of things that I've cut out already. Um, whether it being people that don't really offer me much in, in my life, uh, I know it sounds pretty drastic. This I've not. I've not like exactly cut them off, you know, in theory, but, um, you know, if I'm just, you know, I've got me and my partner, I'm a, I'm a baby, um, my mum, my stepdad, um, you know, my nana, my aunt and my uncle, my two cousins, um, and, and her, her daughter and her partner. Um, and obviously my girlfriend's family as well. And, and, and they're, they're, they're the most important people. And, um, I think it's took me 29 years to, to realise that. Um, but, you know, I've got there and um, everything I do now is for, is for Abel and, and for Alicia. So, um, yeah, like I say, when I'm being happy and, and, and stuff like that, it, it's just um, when, whenever I've been sad or I've been in, been in a bit of a bit of a hole, um, I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty open. So I'll tell people that I have been because... I reckon there's if I, if I'm in if I'm struggling, then definitely someone else out there is struggling. And if my video on on Instagram or if if a tweet can can just change just change their opinion or change their the way they go about their day, then I don't I don't need someone to tell me that I've helped them. Just as long as it's helped them, then I'm you know I'm more than happy to do that. And I think being a professional sportsman or a high a high-level sportsman uh, with, with, with followers, whether you're a rugby player, footballer, um, cricketer, boxer, you've got a you've got a platform where you can you can help people, and I probably use that. Um, I've probably not used that platform correctly, um, especially gr- uh, growing up. I probably took it for granted, um, you know, going out doing stuff I shouldn't be doing, um, you know, and then the bad press and everyone perceives me as this certain person and. I'm really not that kind of person at all. I'm like I say, I, when people see me as bubbly and and think that that's that's pretty much me. But um, like I say, I'm just an everyday normal human being that has his up days, has his down days. And um, like I say, with, with this year, 2021, I'm really tra- trying to to, to um, think positively about about most things. Um, try and be a better person um, each day. Like I say, everything I'm doing now is 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 not for me. It's uh, it's for, for for my little boy and for my girlfriend and, and for our future. And hopefully, we have some more kids as well. So um, hopefully, um, you know, all that comes to to tuition. But um, yeah, it's uh, I'm not I'm not no I can't, I can't be the uh, I always have a little laugh and joke. It's uh, I can't be all Zach 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 anymore. It's uh, it's uh, it's Abel Abel and Alicia first and. And sadly, it's me who comes uh, comes last. So, uh, but you know that, that that's the thing that I'm starting to enjoy, mate. That's that, they're the things that you know you get when you start to grow up, and um, they're the things that I'm really starting to enjoy now. Just 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 like today, just registering Abel as as Abel Hardacre. It's um, it's really made my my day. I'm I'm really 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 proud that I've been able to do that, and uh, just little things along the way. Even in like I've I've had him on a morning when. Um, He's been he's been struggling sleeping, so Alicia's been up all night, and then uh, 
Um, I've been trying to look after him on early hours in the morning, just having him in, having him on my chest, you know, making noise as well as asleep. It's it just means 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 quite a lot. And if you said that to me twelve months ago, I'd have probably just laughed at you and thought what you're on about you're a bit you're a bit weird you but um, it's just massive massively changed my life mate and it, it's all for the good and um yeah i, I couldn't be prouder and, and, and be happier at where I, i'm at at life at this moment in time it's a it's a very special moment and and god forbid if you have a daughter in the future being that boss boyfriend knock on the door of your in-laws <laughs> and it's hard acre and uh i'm quite curious you, you've mentioned your you, you tougher times uh and we'll, we will touch upon it in more depth yeah but yeah in terms of your reputation in this interview the people who've listened to it so far you'll come across as really bubbly kind genuine a real family guy but you had this reputation uh i think it'd be fair to say of a bit of a bad boy uh what do you yeah, make of course, that yeah yeah it's um yeah obviously the the I've, I've painted the picture for them, um, so it, you know I've got no 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 qualms about about what people the, the perception of me. It's um, if it, whether it's good or bad, then then fair enough. You know, it's your it's your, your opinion, and I've, I've pretty much painted a picture of myself for the first probably since I was probably seventeen eighteen till I don't know probably about two years ago. I painted a picture of of, the, of a bad boy and. Uh, I don't know what your class is a bad boy. Um, you know, I, I, I like I like to going out. I, I still like going out. Don't get me wrong. I, I like going out. I like to have a drink with my friends. Um, I wouldn't shy away from a, a punch up. You know, I'd I'd have, I'd be in the thick of it. In if if a fight occurred, whether it was with myself or with my friends, I'd find myself in the wrong places at the wrong times. Um, so yeah, that that bad but bad boy image is probably coming from that you know I've, I've, I'm not sat here being proud about it I've, I've been kicked out of two World Cups two World Cup squads um, one for drinking um, when I shouldn't have been drinking and another one for fighting uh, when I shouldn't have gone out so it's um, I've, I've not I've not helped myself in, in any way shape or form in in, in, in portraying that image um, and it's just it's just I think that's the it it hurt my mum really because obviously my mum knows me and, and knows what I'm like and like I say I, I am a bubbly person I'm 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 a, I'm a fun guy to be with I'm you know I'm, I like I like to have a laugh I like to do good things you know I like to you know go 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 karting or go bowling you know I'm I'm really adventurous I love I love doing stuff with with, with people and you know over those over those probably youthful years. I've just chose chose the wrong thing, um, which is mainly you know going out, going drinking, doing the wrong things off off the back of going out and drinking, um, and you know look, I'm I'm not saying I'm no angel now. I've 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 still got that um, that in me, um, if you like the um, it's, you know it's probably like devil advocate. You know you've got the the good one on the left shoulder, the bad one on the right, and it's the bad one that's saying, yeah, stay out, stay out, stay out with your friends. And then it's the other one saying, no, go home, go home. You'll get in trouble. So it's, I've always, you know, I've always got one of those, one of those good, bad, good Zach and a bad Zach on, on each shoulder. But as I've got older, like I say, I've, I've, I've started to channel stuff differently, especially with, with Alicia and, and, and having a baby. Now it's, it's, if I find it so much easier um, to, 
to uh, to do the right thing whereas before it was just all about myself and you know I was I was living at home with my mum didn't pay rent I had the the best cars uh, I lived rent free in my mum's house um I probably looked like I was uh, I don't know someone like Kanye West or something I was I, you know some I was killing it you know going out spending loads of money paying for my friends drinks and paying for my mates nights outs and and being a bit too flash and you know I wish I could rewind the clock and everyone said this to me when I was 25 and 24 and I've been in been in bother and was like oh you know you'll, you'll get to 35 40 and you'll look back and you'll wish you never did this and that and I'm like oh yeah, yeah. the old cliche but I'm one of those where I would say you know I'm Everything happens for a reason, you know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe in, in God or or anything like that. I'm not Christian or, or anything. So, but I'm a firm believer that everything does happen for a reason. So, whether it's been the wrong place at the wrong time, whether it's just my bad decision making, um, there's 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 a lot of factors been put into place where I, I put myself in that position, and rightly so. I've 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 faced the consequences. Um, and yeah, and and that's where the probably the bad boy image comes from, and and you know the the latest one, the you know the, the cocaine thing um, was was it was it was a big thing, and that really set me back a bit. That um, it took me a good good twelve months to get to get over that. Really, um, there was there was factors in it of, of what I did, and you know people still don't know the the, the full story of, of 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 what happened and why I did it, and. And all this kind of jazz. Everyone's still got their own opinions and their own little theories about it, really. But um, so yeah, I've like I say, I've I've not painted the, probably the best picture of myself in the first six or seven years of, of being an adult. But you know, the the last couple of years, I'd like to think that I've shown a more mature, mature Zakardaker and and what I can actually be like. And um, like I say, I'm hoping the bad times are behind me, but. It, you know, I'm I'm that person where there's something that could could go wrong, and it's just about me always being on 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 the ball and uh, always having to concentrate on, on what I'm doing and and think think of think ahead. Really, that's that's the main thing. It's not just about right. I'll go out around Manchester, blah blah blah. It's about right. Where am I going? Who am I going out with? What time will I be home? Um, what company am I with? And stuff like that. So um, there's a lot more thought process that goes into things whereas before I just used to just jump in at first and, and that's where the mistakes were made, I think. For those who don't know your story, would you be willing to talk about uh, the difficult period uh, before in your life before the 2017 Grand Final and the other controversies you was involved in? Yeah, of course. Uh, so where do you want to start? <laughs> I think uh, if, we, if we start with the 2017 Grand Final around yeah. that time with the uh, yeah, yeah. Band, um, I think that's what a lot of people sadly do think about when they think of Zach yeah, Hardacre. Yeah. They don't think about what you've achieved in the game. They don't think of the, the Man of Steel win. Uh, they sadly think of uh, the drug ban. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so it was, um, like I say, it, probably one of the best years of my, of my life in, in my career. Um, training was, was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, being from being from Pontefract to the town next to Castleford, um, you know, I was kind of a local lad. Most of the most of the boys, apart from from the boys from overseas, were were from Yorkshire. 
Um, so, you know, every day training was really good. We'd go out for Nando's after. We'd, have, we'd always go for a drink together on a weekend and then we'd play on a Friday. Seemed to beat everyone by 30, 40 points. And, you know, it just, it rolled on to the week after the week after. And it was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, th- th- and this is the God's honest truth. It was... Um, it was it was four weeks before the grand final. This is this is why it gets a bit bit everyone misperceps about what happened and so it was actually we played Lee Rhinos about four weeks before the grand final, four weeks before the end of the season. Really, we had to get to the grand final first. We had to beat Saints in semis. So um, it was it was it was a Tuesday. Just finished training. Um, and it was a, a time hop thing. Uh, so me, me and my partner, as I mentioned earlier, we just we we'd um, lost a baby the year before, um, and it was that week that we'd lost it. Um, and my mum and dad were away on holiday, so me and missus were just living in my mum's house at the time. Um, and it popped up on my phone, um, like a scan, a baby scan, something like that. Um, and it. it it threw me a little bit, so I, I, I ran my mate. I said, oh, Kel, do you want to go for a pint? Just trying to forget about it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll go for a drink. Um, and we were playing Leeds that Friday. And really, theoretically, you shouldn't go for a beer on a Tuesday if you're playing on a Friday. Not Well, technically, you're actually allowed, but to be seen to have a drink as a professional when you've got a game in a few days is not great. So um, I said to him, right, let's go. Let's go a bit out out further afield so no one can uh, spot me <laughs> basically I just want to have a few beers and, and forget what I've seen to be fair so um, yeah I'd, I had a few beers a few beers led to a few more beers and going to uh, to, to Selby um, I got I got home about half past 12 um, ended up having some cocaine that night um, until the early hours of the morning um, and then Wednesday we had the day off. Um, so Wednesday I spent majority of the day in bed, uh, really rough, um, as you can imagine. And then uh, we had the captain's run on the Thursday. So <clears throat> trained trained all right Thursday, trained as normal. Um, didn't didn't tell anyone what I'd done. Not didn't didn't tell uh, my girlfriend or anyone. Um, they just thought I'd started a drink, um, and I was rough the day before. So. Thursday went, went really well. Turned up on a Friday. Um, <clears throat> Casfield Cass Leeds, big big derby. Obviously, being at being at Leeds before, it's a big game for myself. I always like to, to play against teams who I've played for. You know, it, it's a big game for me personally if I played at Leeds and I played at Cass. So, um, it was something where, you know. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking straight, mate. If I'm going to be honest, it was a bit of a bit, like I say, a bit of a bad week mentally. I, I, I wasn't all there. I just thought, me, when I'm when stuff when stuff in the past not been going really well for me, um, I've always turned to rugby. So it's either training really hard or or playing. So I'm like, right, I'll just I play, and whenever I play uh, a match, I'm always thinking of, of the match. I'm thinking of the plays. I'm thinking of anything else other than than life so I went ahead and, and played didn't really think too much of, of what of what I had done on, on, on the Tuesday night Wednesday morning 
Um, and then as I was coming off the pitch, I got called for a drug test. So soon as I got I got pulled to the side, I was like, ah, shit. You know, it all kept coming back to me because obviously I knew that cocaine could still be my system. And um, if that that's counted as an in-competition, which um, leads to a two or, or, or a four-year ban. So... Um, so I did the test and my girlfriend was at home um, I come home out I was, I was all sheepish really quiet said what's up so I explained to her she started crying said what why have you done that I said I don't I don't know why I said you know I, I, I started to explain to her but obviously you can't excuse the fact that I've done that because of, of, of that but that's what I did you know in the past if it, like I say if, if I if in the past, if I've had something that's not quite right or I'm feeling sad, depressed, down, I've probably gone to my friends, right, lads, let's go out, let's have a, let's have a beer. And then that's quite a lot where, where my problems have led. So, um, like, I'll, I'll just flip back a, a little bit as well. Like, when I was on the World Cup, on the World Cup squad, um, Steve McNamara told me on the Monday I was playing against Australia on the Saturday um, at Huddersfield. So um, on the Tuesday morning, I bought about 35 tickets for family and friends against Australia. My first time against Australia, I was buzzing. So that, that Monday morning, uh, Tuesday morning, by Tuesday evening, it told me that we were going to stick with the team that he played before. So I was a bit, obviously I was pissed off, angry, upset. And then um, he let us go on Wednesday and he said, right, report back everyone on Thursday afternoon. So me being pissed off, and this is this this is why I'm trying to get to the to the point of, of thing, is instead of saying to someone, right, I'm pissed off, blah 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 blah, sit down and talking to someone about it. I've gone, I've not told really much anybody about it. Everyone knows I'm a bit pissed off. I've gone to my mates, right, I've sorted us out a nightclub VIP in Leeds, um, Alt Geordie Shaw, lot are going to be there. Let's go out. Let's get. Let's get. Blabbered really. That's my that 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 was my coping mechanism. Um, so I ended up going out drinking when when it was a non-drinking camp, um, and then ended up in middle of a thirty-man brawl. I, I I didn't start it. I was just in the middle of it, but um, ended up with a, a massive black eye. Um, so I turned up the next day and uh, got, got got kicked out of the the World Cup squad. So. What I'm trying to say is, so I fast forward back to the to the drugs thing. Um, you know, something's not gone well in my life, and instead of you know talking about it, or yeah, probably talking is the main main aspect. I've, you know, I've, I've took it upon myself to to go and self medicate. Is yeah, I'll use that. I'll use that word. Try and self medicate and gone out done. Done, done something that I shouldn't have done. Um, got tested. Um, anyway, so the week after we played, um, I heard nothing back from 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 UCAD. No, no letter in the in the in the mail. Two weeks have gone by. Um, no, no letter from UCAD. No email. So I'm thinking, right, by skinning my teeth here, I, I might have got away with it. I I don't know how, but I'm thinking this is. I'm not doing this again because I was, I weren't eating, I weren't sleeping correctly. Um, the anxiety was just was awful. Uh, my mum came home 
from holiday the week after she she noticed something was wrong, but she, I, I was saying I was fine, I was fine, but she could clearly see something was wrong. Um, the third week we played Saints in the semis, um, still nothing had come through the post, so I'm like three weeks. I surely should have heard something if if it was a positive test. Um, so we got through to the grand final, uh, first time that Cass got through to a grand final, absolutely buzzing. Um, I was up for the Man of Steel um, nomination on the on the Tuesday. Um, came second, sadly, um, and then trained on the Wednesday, and then the Thursday we had a day off, and then that's when I got the phone call about um, I've been suspended for they the found a banned substance in my system. Um, so so they banned me on Thursday, and the grand finals meant to be on the Saturday. So. Um, yeah, my life came crashing down um, at 100 miles an hour. So it was, um, for me doing it, was it was four weeks later. Everyone, well, half of the people still think I did it the day before a grand final, which is very stupid, but obviously I wouldn't do that. But um, it was four weeks, four weeks before. Um, it just took a bit longer. Um for, for, the, for the results to come I think it was in a freezer for 10 days and anyway the, the process went on longer than it should have done anyway so um, that's why I thought I got I kind of got away with it by the skin of my teeth but in the end of the day I didn't so yeah uh, that was um, really hard for me hard for my family um, you know um, I think it was yeah so Thursday so Thursday night I uh, packed a bag um, me and my girlfriend went to the Lake District. I booked um, I booked somewhere for like five days. Turned my phone off, obviously knowing the grand finals on Saturday. I turned it on on Saturday night, seeing that Casford had lost the grand final. So I was just like to my sis, oh, this is just going to add fuel to to the fire already. You know, it's definitely going to be my fault that they've lost. Um, and I think I was there five days, and for about three, three or four days, I think I drank a full bottle of of whiskey every night um, just to make myself feel a bit better which didn't help in the morning when I wake up with a banging headache so uh, I, won't, I won't suggest that to anyone but um, yeah and then it got to about Tuesday where I had to come home and face music, face reality really um, and I did that and yeah it, it was a t- really tough period mate it was more tough for not just for myself, but for my family, for for my mum specifically. Um, you know, I hope she don't mind me saying it, but you know, she she was depressed for about four or five months. She was on she was on antidepressants. Um, she wouldn't go to the local supermarket. She'd go half an hour away, so no one would recognise her. Um, funny enough, I I did the exact same thing for about two months. Um, wherever I went, I'd go somewhere where no one would recognise me, but there'd always be someone who. I'd see pointing at me or shouting at me or something like that. So um, it was a really t- difficult period, mate. Um, and at the time, I was just we were just buying a house. Me and me and my missus buying his first house. Um, uh, I love the big house. You know, it was it was going to be his, his family home. Um, that that got uh, pushed back. You know, I, I put my deposit down. Um, and then I asked for my deposit back. The company won't let me have my deposit back. They said, but you can put it into another property. Um, uh, obviously, because I couldn't afford that house anymore. 
Castleford um, sacked me. <laughs> um, so I, I got a job with um, with one of the Castleford Tigers sponsors, who uh, was absolutely instrumental in the being being all right. To be fair, the um, they gave me a job. Um, Dave and Marie, they called. Um, it was five star. Uh, commercial cleaning company they called. I think it's I forgot what they called now. It might be Castle Commercial. It's, it's still still one of the main sponsors back of this year. Um bit of a lifesaver really. So they helped me. Um me and my girlfriend ended up getting a mortgage on a house. So um that, that kind of saved that. I, you know I had a, a brand new Audi Q five. I had to um I had to get rid of that. That was on finance. Um so I had to get rid of that because you know the 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 mortgage lender wouldn't give me money on 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 the car with with, with my wage. I went from being on a good amount of wage to uh, to to nineteen grand a year. Um, so um, I had to get a Ford Ford Fiesta, uh, which I don't I don't mind, but I was paying nearly four hundred pound a month for this Ford Fiesta just just so I can get my mortgage approved, um, and then through through all of that. I was paying my mortgage, paying the car, paying my uh, my phone bill. I was left with about two, three hundred pound for the for the rest of the month. Um, so it was like from going from you know the first Castleford's first team to being in the grand final to from that to I don't know contemplating life. What what do I do I play rugby anymore? Do I, you know, there's quite a lot of times where I thought shall I even be here anymore? You know, I keep hurting my mum, I keep hurting my family. Um, so I went through all the tough times, mate. And then after a couple of months, I kind of looked at myself and thought, you know what, I'll just, I'm just gonna crack on with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna work. So I worked, earned my money, paid paid my bills, uh, and got on with it. And then. Um, Obviously, through through the tribunal, um, it's it's a two year ban um, uh, normally. Um, but you know, I I, well, I went through the the circumstances that I was under, um, so it was a bit a bit like court really. Um, so I went through the factors of of of, of the Tuesday night that I've just explained of, of what why I did that, what I did and and all this and. It, you know, it went on for quite a quite a number of hours, and you know the the judge gave me a fourteen month ban instead of two years, which 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 you know I'm really thankful for for. So it just meant that I missed just one just one year. Um, so I kind of looked at it, tried to look at it as me- mentally for myself as as if I, as it as if I've just done an ACL injury. You know, just just try and keep my my sanity in uh, in check. So when um, when that happened, you know, the, there were a bit of hope there that you know I've, I've only got I've only I'm only missing a year. You know, there's plenty of players that um, get injured at the start of the year and, and and miss a full season and stuff like that. So that gave me a little bit of hope. And then after that came out, um, halfway through, um, sorry, keep burping, like I say, um, about half of 2018, um, I got a number of clubs on the phone to my agent who were interested in signing me. So that was like, God, I'm, I'm you know, I've, I've got, I've got, I've got my lives. I've, I've got me, 
I've got I've got I've got an extra life here. And then um, towards towards the back end of that year, Wigan came in, and like I say, I spoke to Chris Rodlinski, I spoke to Ian Ian Lennigan, um, and yeah, so so I knew they 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 were interested, in mate. I, I I snapped it up straight away. But um, yeah, that that was the darkest days that I've had. It was a really tough period in my life, and like I say, with the bad boy image of me. Uh, you know the the fights and the the things in when I was at Leeds to to a massive bombshell of you know getting banned for, for taking cocaine is it's not great and it's it's something I'm not I'm not particularly proud of but you know it, it's something that um, like I look back now I think look it's happened I, I I'm I'm over it you know there's the still fans that give me jip about it and I've cost them a grand final and um, it, it's good to know that. Um, I, I cost him it because I must have been that good. But <laughs> I keep thinking, you know, there, there, there were 12 other players, 13 other players on the pitch. So, um, but yeah, it's just, it hurts me a little bit as well because I love, I love the club. The fans are great. Um, the players, are, like I say, the players were, were, were really great. Um, you know, I still talk to, 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 to most of the boys now. Um and I was really sad that I couldn't be out there and, and try and get them that, that first grand final win that I've actually experienced before. And I think that hurts. That still hurts me to today a little bit. Um, the club, yes. Uh, the fans, yes. But more for my friends that, you know, went to the, that were their first grand final that they might not get to another grand final again. And, you know, I wasn't able to, to offer my services and, and trying to help them achieve something. So those were the dark days, mate. That were really, really, really dark. Um, but like I say, it, halfway through the year, I, I kind of just switched a little thing in my head and thought I can go two ways here. And you know, I started puffing my chest out a little bit and um, and moved on, mate. When you was going through that really tough back patch and you was banned for forty months uh, from all sports uh, by. Uh, UCAD. Uh, what was your mental health like during your suspension? Obviously, as well, it must have not been nice to receive uh, so many, so much abuse on social media, uh, being accused of a drug cheat uh, when you'd just been going through really tough times uh, with a miscarriage uh, a year before. Yeah, it's um, it, yeah, it, it's difficult because um, obviously you have you have all kinds of people on social media. You lovely keyboard keyboard warriors. Um, you have the people that are sympathetic. You have the people that don't really give a monkey's about your thoughts and 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 stuff like that. And um, at first, I was angry with myself, so I, I wasn't really bothered about anybody else. But then, once it kind of settled in that I, I was banned uh, for, for 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 cocaine, um, it, it, I was I was really embarrassed. Um, you know, I was, I was a bit, I was really depressed. Um, anxiety every time I went out, left the house, I was, you know, I was really anxious about people looking at me in the supermarket. Other, other saying it's him who did drugs. Is it him? You know, I still get that today. To be fair, you know, it's, it's still. I, I, try, I don't think about it as much, and I don't let it bother me as much. But there's still that factor of, you know, that they know that I have actually done something that's really wrong. Do you know what I mean? Um, but you know the the circumstances that I did it under, I didn't just 
I didn't just go. Oh, I'll have a I'll have a party tonight on Tuesday night, and you know it weren't it weren't that factor. Um, and like I say, people still think I did it the week on the grand final, which really does anger me because obviously I'm, I'm I know I'm, I've been stupid in the past, but I'm not that stupid. Um, uh, and people just don't either want to believe what what you're saying or they just don't really care. And and, and at first that bothered me. I, I like tried to I wanted to try and win people over and and ex and, and explain and and all this and. Now, mate, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm 29. I, I'm, I'm really not fussed. Like that's what's happened. Um, this is my story. It's not changed since the day I said it. Um, and you know, if you don't like it, you, you don't like it. If you can't accept it, thank you. Um, if you don't like me, you don't like me. If you like me, you like me. So it's, um, yeah, the the 2017 season was. Uh, was great the 2018 season well 2018 see, uh, year sorry was difficult at the start and like I say I, I kind of flipped a switch where I just thought you know what I get on with it like, I, it's normal life I work like all my mates do normal jobs so I worked I got home I ate I went to the gym with all my mates I, had, I tried to make tried to have a good laugh as possible um, socially so you know we'd go to the Go to the pub on a Friday, play poker. Um, on a Tuesday night, it'd be Man United versus someone. So, what you know, the average Joe can go to the pub on Tuesday and not get judged. So, I, I did the try to, and I went on holiday with my friends. Um, I went on holiday with my uh, my family, my my stepdad and my mum and my Alicia. Went up, went to Egypt for two weeks, which you, you never do during a season because obviously you're playing. So I did. I did a few things where you know you're not actually capable of doing them while you play rugby. So I tried to make a bad situation into a not a good situation. But look, I could I could have just sat at home, been depressed for twelve twelve month, fourteen month, worked, and and not left the house. But I, what what was What's the point in that? Like, I'm not achieving anything. I'm not getting out anything out of that. My girlfriend's not going to be happy. My family's not going to be happy. So, like I say, the switch just turned. I went on holiday with my friends. I had a great time. I had a, I went on holiday with my family. I had a great time. And and there's periods in that year where it was brilliant. I, and I'll, I'll admit that. But it probably took me about four or five months to, to, to really fit, flip that switch. So... Um, so yeah, the, the first first few months were really difficult, but after after I flipped the switch, I uh, I started to, to to enjoy life, and uh, I think that made me realise what I'd actually got, and uh, you know, for for from earning good money to earning not so good money, and and budgeting where I've never budgeted before, and I know this sounds a bit far fetched, or you know, I'm not I'm not being beard or anything, but. You know, from driving BMWs to Audis to you know to driving a Ford Fiesta, it it makes you realise w- what I had, and, um, and 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 that's what I've tried to not take for granted since ever since that day. So, you know, um, like we like we bought the house, uh, me and my partner. Um, when I got back up and running, you know, um, I got myself a nice car, uh, but I'm not taking for granted. You know, I'm. I'm Putting things in, I'm putting plenty of money into my savings account. 
I'm thinking about the future, whereas I was just thinking about tomorrow and, and, and the here and now. Um, so as much as 2017 was, well, the end of 2017 was 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 pretty brutal and not very good. Um, it, it's taught me massive, massive life life lessons um, that will that last for me till, till till the day I die. So I'm I'm quite grateful that something happened like that to me early doors um, because I think that's you know it's it's equipped me with with certain things that, that not many people get equipped with um, and you know I've, I've got friends and I've had people get in contact with me about um, mental health and how did you deal with this how do you deal with that etc and because I've been through it I've just literally like I'm no doctor I'm no I'm no special person I'm just a, a, a lad that's been brought up from from nothing to to achieve things and to get in a game who's earned good money to 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 have done something bad to come through the other side and you know that's why I shared my advice mate and that's why that's why when it, when it was locked down um, I shared I, I posted a ten minute thing about I was really depressed and you know exercise. This 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 works for me, blah blah blah, and and then the hair transplant. I asked. Um, I know it's a it's a topic men don't don't talk about uh, about getting the hair done or shall I not get it done, shall I not get it done, and uh, like I say, like because I've been through these kind of difficult scenarios, me getting an hair transplant and talk about it is nothing because I've you know I've been I've had to go through a supermarket, my local supermarket, where everyone knows. What I've done right or what I've done wrong, so, um, so that to me is is pretty much is quite easy and it comes quite natural. So, um, like I say, anything that I can help with with people now is um, I, I don't I don't do it for for publicity. I don't do it for press. I don't do it for for anything. I just do it for either my peace of mind to to help me or to help others, which is which is great. And especially when I get feedback about. Whether it's um, you know their their mental their mental health wasn't great at the time, or um, you know, oh, I was thinking about getting a hair transplant, but now you you really you know you really made me want to get one. Whether it's that that's, that that I get a message back, it's um, it's great and it does make you feel good. But um, like I say, I don't purpose to go out there searching for it. I just I just tell it how it is, mate. It's a great way to look at things, especially how you put up a, a switch in your mind to kind of block out negativity. And I think the transplant is really important. So I used to get a lot of stick. People used to say when I used to walk in the room, a hairline walking five minutes behind me. Uh, <laughs> comments like that, it, it, it kind of just uh, adds uh, fuel to the fire. And it's great that you openly spoke about that. And, and like you said, with what you've been through, a hair transplant is absolutely nothing compared to everything yeah, else. And just two months before you was about to start your comeback and start your time at Wigan Warriors, uh, you were sadly caught drink driving. Uh, how do you yeah. reflect back on this incident? And at that moment in time, did you feel like you blew your opportunity for redemption? Yeah, sorry, man. I was putting my phone on charge because it ran out a little bit. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, it seems like it's like a Zakadik curse, really. It's a bit... Um, so I got up and running, uh, signed up Wigan. Um, did a few weeks training and then um, the, this is how sad of the, the, the story it goes. It's um, drove to the pub, 
thought I'd have two pints. Um, I was going golf with my mate uh, in 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 the morning, so I took the golf clubs that they were in the boot already. Um, Esports Man United, I sport obviously Leeds United, so I don't like Man United. Uh, but there was playing Derby in the cup, um, and it went to extra time, so I had three or four pints. It led to five pints, and then it got to um, I think it went, it went to penalties, um, so I got six, seven pints, and I, I'm not. You know, I'm not thinking about me driving on the golf clubs at this this moment in time. I'm thinking about Man United are going to lose, and I'm going to say ha ha to you, who, who, who's one of my best friends. Anyway, it comes twelve o'clock, and I come outside the pub, and I realise my car's there, and I'm like, ah shit, my golf clubs went back. I can't, I can't really leave, and it's on the main road, the pub. So I was like, I can't really leave my car here. And look, but whether people listening have done it or they haven't done it it's it's thing to do but I literally just like I went oh I live 30 seconds down the road which I, I generally do um, so I jumped in a car drove 30 seconds down the road and it just so happens a police car followed me um, so I thought oh I wonder if it's following me uh, and um, so I turned left it followed me I turned right it followed me and so as I did like a left right it put its sirens on. Um, I got done for drunk driving. Um, so I got arrested. Um, and then I was sat in the cells. Um, that, that was another low point, mate. Um, I don't... Was it, on, was it on comparison to the... Seven, I don't think it was quite... Quite quite as... Um, as level as 2017, but it, it weren't, weren't, weren't far off. You know, I was sat in the cells... Um, freezing cold uh, four concrete walls a, um, a little mattress on a concrete bed um, an aluminium toilet never been in a cell before so you know it was all a bit new to me um, went to sleep uh, woke up quite early and then then it started to dawn on me about you know Wigan Warriors I've just signed just been done for drugs Um we're going to have took a punt on me and then I've just been done for drink driving. I'm like, oh my God, I'm definitely out of, definitely out of rugby league here. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what emotions, what I was thinking. Uh, it, it was a bit of a whirlwind um, in the cell. I was in there 14 hours. Um, so, yeah, that, that happened. Um, I thought it might, I thought, I thought maybe, Maybe with a bit of luck, it might just no no one will find out because obviously it was quite late at night. Only me and my friend was in the car, but me being from Pontefract, getting arrested in Pontefract, by by the time I got out, which was about four o'clock the next afternoon, it was all over Twitter, all over Facebook, all over everyone was texting me, um, and then you know someone from Kuzelinski rang me from Wigan and asked asked for a meeting the day after, so. Um, Drove up to Wigan and I spoke to uh, to him, uh, Ian Lennigan, um, Chris Brooks, who's you know on, on the director's box, and they were just basically saying like, what 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 are you doing? What what what's 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 the crack? What what's what, what's going on? I explained to him exactly what, what I've just explained to you. Um, I, don't, I don't think they could quite believe what I'd done. Um, obviously, I couldn't either. But it was just one of those things where I didn't think. Uh, 
so they so that they were unsure what to do. Um, so I've gone home at this point, and then you know I start talking to him about what what happens if Wigan don't. I said, and I just said, I just said straight down the line. I said, if we're going to sack me, I said I'm not even going to play rugby anymore. I'll I'll do something else. Um, not sure what I'll do, but I was going to knock it on the head. I've, I've had enough. Um, so I was waiting for a reply from Wigan. So I, I got a reply about a week later. Went and had a meeting, um, and they said, "Look, we've gone through everything. Blah blah blah. Um, the the majority of your of, of things that goes wrong in your life sack revolves or relates to to to, to alcohol. Have you got an alcohol problem?" And I was like, "I said no. Um, I, I don't drink every day. I drink once a week, maybe maybe twice a week. Um, you know, if I got the day off and I went towards football." Apart from that, just 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 like everyone else. Um, so, you know, the the conversation went through about that, um, and you know, to keep, basically at the end of it, they were like, right, if you go if you go to rehab, um, you know, we'll keep you on, kind of thing. So, so I said, yeah, okay, definitely, anything to to keep me on at Wigan. Um, so I went to rehab. Really didn't want to go. I was. I was um, found it a bit weird that I had to go. If I'm going to be honest, I was scared, anxious, um, didn't know what to quite to expect because you were people going to rehab and it's like they've got problems, and I'm like, I, I don't, I haven't really got a problem, you know. I just, I've either been been at the wrong place at the wrong time, or someone's called me a name in a nightclub and I've ended up fighting, you know. It's, it, I don't see that as a massive, massive issue. Anyway, I went to. So the rehab, I was there for four weeks. Um, and then, you know, there were four or five other people at the rehab centre for, for various different things, uh, all professional athletes. Um, so the, the footballers there. And, um, you know, we did we did all, all kinds of things. We did horse therapy, uh, golf therapy, scuba diving therapy. It's like, it sounds like quite a good holiday, holiday camp when I explain it, but... Um, it, it was all related to to the mind and 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 where you're, where you're at in life and stuff and and in between all that you had, you had some really tough conversations with each other in a circle and 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 the, the two blokes that ran ran the rehab um, the, the the rehab center the sporting chance um, center so you know you have to go through a booklet and write things down about who you've hurt, why you've hurt, what you've done in your past, what you've what you've done right, what you've done wrong, and kept a journal, kept a diary on a night. And to be fair, mate, I can, I, look, I still don't, I still don't believe I've got anything wrong with alcohol. I, I drink, I drink, I drink today. Well, I, I don't mean I've had a drink today. I mean, I still yeah. drink up to, up to today. Um, I've had, I've had no issues since. Um, but it's the whole whole philosophy about about life and how you look at life and and, and what's important and who's important and 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 your actions are hurting the others, not just yourself. Um, and you know, I could I could do another three hour podcast just about the rehab centre, mate. But um, I was really scared, nervous, thought it was a load of a load of rubbish before I went, and, and when I come out, I was. I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was quite good. It was quite good to to, to open up to um, 
you know, to 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 shut some demons out and what and you kept a booklet and it was a bit like homework really. So so it'd ask you a question and you'd write down all the write down two or three pages worth and this went on for four weeks. And then after um, a couple of days before you left, you, you went through it all and, and you read it back in, in a group. So there were six men, uh, and you start from the beginning and you, you go to the end. Um, and believe it or not, you know, six men standing up individually for half an hour, 45 minutes at a time, crying for about half an hour at a time. It's quite emotional, it's quite powerful. Um, so you do that, um, and then right at the end, they go, Right, here's a shredder, guys put it all in the shredder. So it's a bit like, eh. So you've just done this four-week journey, four-week journal, wrote all the things that's in your in your mind, all the things that you're sorry for, all the things that you, you're grateful for, um, et cetera. And then you put it in a shredder. And it, I was like, why the fuck have I put it in a shredder? I've just wrote all these things down. And they were like, because from today, you, you start again. So we've gone through all these, we've ticked them off. We've, you know, the thought process of, of how you felt that day, that month, that week, why you did this, why you did that, we've completed it, you know, well, we've completely, we've ticked it off. And I was like, wow. And that was quite powerful for me that, that the four week process that we did and you, you don't realize you're going on this journey, you're just following their patterns, you're following their instructions. And then you put it in a shredder and it's like, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a new lease of life. It's like, right, I'll start again from this point. So, and I've, I think that's what I've done, mate, from, from that point. I put it in the shredder. So from everything, like you say, the bad boy image that people perceive me to have, from being a stupid, naive young lad, um, fighting, getting done for drugs, blah, 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 hurting all my family, hurting my parents, hurting my girlfriend, Losing money, losing nice cars, da, 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 put all all this, put it in a shredder, and then I've got to like, right, okay, sweet, I feel feel pretty good. It felt like I just took about three cars off my back, um, and that's how that's how genu genu genuinely it made you feel. So I was really grateful that I actually got the the privilege to go. Um, was it for the drinking? That's why I went, yes. But did I take that 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 away from there? Not necessarily, but I, I took quite a lot about the approach uh, of life and and how to think about life and what's important, what's not important. And and and, and right at the start of the podcast, mate, that's when he said about people see you as a bubbly person, and I'm open about speaking about things and um. You know, I try and enjoy life. That's all from probably going there. You know, because I'd still have, I'd still have all that cloudiness around me now. If if I probably hadn't have been there, so um, I'm I'm really, you know, really 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 thankful for for Wigan to to push me to do that. Um, really proud of myself for going. You know, it's not it's not easy to just just to go. Um, you know, my family were really proud of me from me from me going, and I've learned quite a lot from that, mate. And like I say, I put that into my everyday life. I, you know, I take every day as it comes. I try not to worry about things that um, are out of my control. You know, if if I can control the the outcome of something, then it's totally on me. If if 
if if I've if I've trained all week at Wigan and I get injured the day before the game and and Wigan lose on on the Friday night, I'm not going to get fed up about it. I'm not going to be upset about it because it's out of my control. I'm not in control of that. Um, so and, and I, I still got my mates today who ring me and say, "Oh, look, I'm having a bad day at work." Blah blah blah. I'm like, well, what 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 could you have done differently? He's like, pretty much, I couldn't. I don't think I could have done anything differently. I'm like, so why are you stressing? Like, you've done the best you could have done. What's the point of going home, stressing all night, having no sleep, not probably eating, and then worrying about something that you can't even change? So there, there was a lot. There's a lot of things, mate, that um, I've learned in there and, and and on the way and, and and through the bad times and the good times, and I really feel like I've got a really, a really, really good balance. Um, of the yin and the yang, um, and, you know. Since I've been at Wigan, I've, I've you know spoke to um, I think I spoke to about a class of about 150 people, 200 people, um, at kids of of a little bit about my life, about the ups and the downs, and, and where I've come from, and what what's been good, what's been bad, and I've been to uh, a nursery school, and you know talked to talked to kids, and um, I, I really find that enjoyable I really enjoy it um the kids seem to 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 really relate to it um not obviously not certain about drugs and stuff but you know the getting in trouble at school and not paying attention and stuff like that so like I say there's like I said earlier I'm a really firm believer in in things happens things do happen for for certain reasons and and the cocaine one you know missing a year of rugby league was a massive one but I'm sure I'm, you know, I won't be sat here talking to you today as confident as I am um, with a little boy, um, my girlfriend, really settled, the happiest I've ever been. Um, I've got a lovely car outside, I've got a, a lovely house, a lovely partner, lovely son, lovely family, great club, great teammates. And uh, yeah, so like I say, I think everything does happen for reasons. That's my firm, firm belief. And like I say, I'm just really happy at the moment where I'm at. So, wow, uh, that that's all I can really say. You should be very proud of the journey you've been on to be at rock bottom, to to drag yourself back up and be where you are now. When you were sat in a police cell, when you was in rehabilitation, I bet you would never envisioned that just a couple of months ago that you you were playing the, the 2021. 2020 grand final. Sorry, it feels like 2020 lasted oh. for five years. Uh, yeah. I know, and, yeah. And I'd just like to just congratulate you on that because I know a lot of people listen to this and change their opinion of you. I know before I read up about you, I actually did my, I've told you before, I've done my university dissertation on yourself. So I yeah. before I knew about uh, the ins and outs of what happened, I had that almost a bad image uh, in my head because it's it's natural to just read everything yeah, you believe. Yeah, it is, yeah. You've definitely changed my opinion uh, of of yourself over the last over the last couple of hours and uh, through doing that uni work. And, and like I said, you should be very proud of that. And to now Thank think you. back onto more modern times. Yeah. Um, recently, you, you played in the 2020 Super League Grand Final against St. Helens. Now you've had time to process that and, and look back. Would you now say it's one of the greatest matches of all time in Rugby League? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, all I can say is <laughs> both teams give up absolutely everything out there there was nothing left in anyone's tank um, um, I think Oliver Gildart 30 minutes in broke his thumb 
Um, 20 minutes in, George George Burgess uh, fractured his jaw. So we had, so we had a left wing and a left centre who, who were both, both broken. Um, the, the the game itself was was unbelievably tough. You know, the first, I think the first 40 minutes we defended his line. Well, it felt like they had every set uh, of the ball on, on our line and they couldn't break us down. And that's something that I was really confident in in going into the game, I just couldn't see how they could score, and and that that confidence came building from about four weeks before the grand final, um, and the boys were really confident on the bus. You know, like some of the lads were talking, it's like we don't know how they're going to score. Like each edge takes pride in their own kind of kind of edge. So my right edge, you know, we had. Um, Jake Bibby, myself, Tom Lillowai, Willie Isa. I'm like, they're not going to score down this edge. Like, they're not. It's not happening. So I'm really confident. The left edge, they're really confident. The middles, they're really confident. So I'm like, obviously, St. Helens are going to think the same. Um, but just on on paper, I thought we had the better team. Um, and you know, you. you you can go back and change all the little things, you know. If if my first kick when we scored a try didn't hit the crossbar and went over, it's a, I think that's the first kick I've ever kicked short, which I'm I'm pretty pretty gutted about. Um, you know, I, I kicked it; it was going straight through the middle of the posts. I turned round, picked the cone up, and then someone went, "Oh, I'm looking. What are you what what are you growing in that?" I turned round it, and it still said four points on the. Uh, on the scoreboard and then as I'm running back I see on the screen it hit the crossbar so I'm thinking if I've not connected with it really well or there's a real strong gust of wind that's blew the ball back so uh, you know I was pretty pretty disappointed in that um, obviously they got two penalties so it's four apiece um, and then I got a chance to about two minutes ago to to probably more or less kick it to, to win it um, I felt confident and it's just one of those where I just hit it slightly to the right, um, and and just before the game in in the warm up, I'd done about six six kicks, three either side at the exact same position, and I uh, I smashed them over. Like I put the ball down, didn't think, boom, flying over straight through through the H's. Uh, so when I, so when it got there, I was pretty confident, um, and like I say, it's a game of inches, and it it, it was then so. Unfortunately, I missed it, um, but I was still confident that we, we'd go and win. Because obviously, I was thinking we, we we'd bombed about four or five chances that game um, as well. Uh, I think Jake maybe had a couple of chances of going in. I was held up on the line uh, the first half, um, and like I say, they 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 had no luck in scoring. And then obviously, the last two seconds of 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 madness of the drop goal, and then of uh, of them scoring. It was a bit of a, a bit, a bit of a mental, um, bit of a mental ending, really, mate. And it, it probably, it probably summed, summed the game up. You know, everyone gave hundred ten percent. There was, there was nothing left out on the field. Um, there was pure disappointment from us. Don't get me wrong, but like I say, everyone gave, gave their all. Like I say, there were two guys there who, who, who broken bones in the first twenty minutes. Who played, who played on the full game. Um, it will lock us as last game, um, 
and after I've never been I've never been in a changing room after, like it after uh, we all sat down and obviously there's, there's beers right in the middle of the thing because um, obviously you, you don't know if you're going to win or lose so there's, lo- there's loads of buckets of beers and I sat down I didn't, I didn't grab one at all you know a bit bit mood with myself thinking I could have got the kick Jacko was was fuming because he was like if I didn't give the penalty against Theo Fars the one that got the two Bevan French were crying because he was like if I can't um, and it's one of those things where well if if he had passed the ball at that right time he'd have scored so you could go you could go through all the 80 minutes and chose different parts of when and when we could have won or lost a game but um we sat down for about 10 minutes, everyone was quiet. Um, and then Chris Alinsky spoke and he just spoke about how proud he is of, of the players. Um, how proud he was of, of all the coaches, of, of what a tough year it's been. You know, we've got the league leaders. Um, we got to a grand final. Um, we, we felt, I still feel like we, we deserve to have won because obviously we scored, we actually scored a try. And they scored a, a bit of a, a fluke of a try. I hope, I'll probably the Saints fans won't like me for saying it, but it, it was a it was a bit of a fluky try. Um, but don't get me wrong, he backed the kick up and and, and finished it. Um, so yeah, it's one it's one of those. And we we spoke about it after for about twenty minutes about about the season, um, about the effort, about the passion, about the badge, about being a Wigan warrior. And we, we we felt justified that we'd give us best. Um, and within twenty minutes, everyone grabbed a beer. We all went round. We cuddled each other, and then we all started laughing and joking and just just and just like just saying how good it was. Just to have this year, you know, with the COVID, with with all the stuff that's gone on, and and, and all the all the shit in the world to 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 have this privilege of of reaching a, a grand final. To being so close with with a group of mates who you've worked really hard with throughout the year, um, to celebrate, you know, Sean Lockman's last game, um, Joe Burgess's last game there, um, Ben Flower, fortunately, were injured for it, you know, his last game to be part of the team. Um, it was a special moment, and even though we'd lost, it was it was really really good, and I think that moment will stick with me forever. Um, like I say, we we just sat round and. We had, we, had, we had smiling faces. We, we weren't we weren't unhappy. We weren't crying. We weren't we were disappointed. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like a grand final or or a final that I've lost before, where you're actually heartbroken and you don't talk for hours. It was it was twenty minutes of silence, and then it was just all positive positive talk, um, and it was like right, let's get ready for next year. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this year. Um, I think we've got a really good squad, one of probably one of the strongest squads on on paper. Uh, really looking forward to it, and um, yeah, after that, you know, um, people on Twitter, people on social media, all the all the Wigan fans were saying how proud they are of us, and you're doing something right if the Wigan fans are saying, "Well done, we're really proud," because Wigan fans are, you know, quite are quite um, astute to tell you that you've had a poor game or what the hell was that or you know why have you done this why have you not done that um, but you know pretty much majority of the fans were really proud of his efforts and 
to, to get that that feedback straight away from them that 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 sums it up a little bit as well for us. So, you know, we had we had we had a we had a fun bus on the way home and and, and just enjoyed each other's company. So, and then after that, mate, I've not I've not thought about it. Um, like I say, I, I'm one of those where I I don't try and look back on on, on certain things and um. I'll, I'll I'll look back at the memory of, of the changing rooms and, and how we was together for about two or three hours just alone, the boys, and in his in his shirts and his shorts, just talking about memories and and the games and the games throughout the year and what someone did to someone or blah blah blah. And it was um, yeah, it was a special moment, mate, really special. And um, even though it was a loss, it felt it felt like um, a really good like bonding session uh, for the team and for the club. Especially for the young guys who's coming, who's coming up, who's probably got, you know, who could play there for another 10, 15 years. It's a, it's a great, great lesson for those guys as well, um, and I think they really enjoyed it. Even though it's, you know, like I say, it's a loss, but um, that'll just spur them on for this year. I know the young boys have already started back in. They've been in for a couple of weeks. I know some of the boys are back in on Friday, and some of those older boys are in uh, towards the end, the end of the end of the month and. Um, I'm really, really eager to to get back training, and I want to be uh, probably. I want to be well. If I'm playing centre this year, I want to be the the best centre in the league, um, and I'm going to leave no stone unturned. So I'm going to be training training extra hard, um, and I'm sure that the boys are going to be doing the same thing. So, like I say, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to this year kicking off. So, a few more few more uh, weeks with um, my little boy getting up at crack of dawn every hour and changing nappies and then uh, yeah I'm really looking forward to, to switching the switch and, and turning to uh, you know turning to a rugby player again Well it's a great answer and a great way to, to reflect on the grand final as well some new stories that fans may not heard before and uh, it, it's great that you mentioned uh, Sean O'Loughlin uh, and his retirement too because he had a big influence uh, at Wigan during his time at the club and yeah. I have to say to to thank uh, someone for actually making this podcast happen today, uh, alongside Lockers, you have recently joined uh, him to be a brand ambassador for a new Wigan-based gymwear company at Most Strength. How delighted are you to be a part of this upcoming brand's journey? And what can you tell the viewers and the listeners about At Most Strength? I'll tell you what I can't say. I can't say his name. He no, no, be, he can't. Uh... An <laughs> I, yeah, I, I said I'd call him Mr. Atmos Remph, but he didn't really like yeah. Mr. Atmos Remph. <laughs> we'll just call him uh, the myth. Um, yeah, so it's, a, yeah, it's a, a local brand of company from Wigan. Um, it, it's a, it's um, I don't want to give too much away. I don't know how much you want to reveal. Obviously, obviously, it's, a, obviously it's a guy. Um, and he, he got in touch with... Um, with myself over over social media um, about a clothing brand that he wanted to build up, um, and he had really high expectations. And you know, he it's something that people do get free stuff sometimes. You know, you you'll get free t shirt or a hat to to promote on on social media with with your followers, etc. And there's not there's not many um, ambassador roles that I've I've actually been asked to do or or, or done so um i asked him for quite a lot of more inf- information i just don't want to say yeah it's a nice t-shirt here, here we go but it was it was really really um really keen for it to, to to go far it was i could see his 
you know, I've had a quite a, quite a lot of messages on Instagram. Then I got his number, um, and he was he was talking to me about how I want to take the company up, um, how far I want to take it, and, and you know, with with the help of myself, and I think there's Ben Curry, uh, there's Sean O'Loughlin on there, um, and there's a few other guys as well. Who, who, some so I'm not, I'm so some I'm not acquainted to, um, but it's quite a local brand. But obviously wants to make it quite big, um, and just his ambition, his ambition. Um, of, of what he wants it to be, and um, we met him um, the other day. Uh, you know, just through uh, you know COVID um, restrictions and stuff with, with the masks and the and the stuff to pick up uh, some t-shirts. Um, and I'm, I'm, I must say, I, I wasn't expecting the, the quality. I'm not. I'm not just saying this for the, for the sake of it, but the quality of the actual t-shirts and stuff was um, was brilliant. And it 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 was it's exactly like my Nike. Nike gym gym tops in 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 the wardrobe. So, um, I was quite shocked to see how good it was. Um, and you know he's got the quarter zips coming out and some shorts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that if you could do the podcast and probably tag him in it, it would probably really enjoy that. But yeah, you know I, I had the t-shirt on the other day. I, I tagged the company in it, and I think he's got quite a lot of followers. And um, I think he, I think he put some t-shirts up. Um, and within a few hours, it sold sold out, which which is really good. And it was really shocked at how, how well it, how well they went. So that shows to me that he's he's quite humble. He's not just a guy who thinks he's going to be a millionaire by selling t-shirts. He's, he's he knows where he, where he's at. Is um, you know he's, he's working from the ground up. And um, like I say, he's he's a, he's a lad from a local lad from from um, from Wigan who, who's trying to put his name out there and, and get amongst amongst the big boys and um, like I say if, if I can help him do that then then I'll, I'll surely do that so um, yeah but like like I say the, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell it exactly how it is um, the, the the gear is really good the, it's um, it's top it's it's top top notch stuff so um, yeah it's um, it's great to be a, be a part of it and see how big it goes. Um, you know, he's got aspirations. I know he's mentioned Jim King to me and stuff like that, which is, uh, it all started uh, with just a t-shirt and a jumper and and, and shorts, etc. So, it, like, and like I said, with, with the quality and stuff at early doors, it does it just show you that it, it means business. So, um, yeah, I'm really proud to be a part of it, mate. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it, it does go big and, you know, through the, just, just through the first uh, two or three weeks from, from sliding out, uh, the t-shirts and stuff like that it's it's a good time with uh, with that most strength it, it is a really promising brand i'll put the link in the description of the podcast i'm actually a teammate of uh, mr atmos strength i'm not gonna give it away uh, we played football together before he was a lot a lot better than me uh, but that's irrelevant <laughs> and to speak about football now i'm surprised i've not addressed it sooner and the viewers will definitely notice you're a proud Leeds boy but you're also a proud Leeds united fan <laughs> unfortunately yeah. we all have our downfalls we all have our Things we're not too happy with. Uh, yours is supporting Leeds United. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, to go through this, uh, you're a massive football fan, aren't you? Tell me about how you fell in love with Leeds United. Who's your favourite players growing up, and what you think of Leeds United right now in the Premier League under Marcelo Bielsa? Uh, seemingly uh, doing well. Yeah. So um, right. So, yeah. So if you can remember, me, <laughs> about two hours ago, but if you can remember me saying. Um, I was a Wigan Warriors uh, supporter. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, my mum and dad split up. So, my dad used to have me on weekends. He'd take me to like Wigan games. 
he, my dad was also a Man United fan, so he he, he got me in the Man United fan business. So I, I was Man United and Wigan. So I'd come home, and my stepdad obviously was Leeds United, Leeds Rhinos, and my, and my uncle was a massive, massive Leeds United fan. Go to all the games, and he's like, "What the? What is that you got on?" So he's like, "Get it off." So I, so they slowly converted me into Yorkshire, Yorkshire. So. Um, yeah, I, I can remember going around to my uncle's. Um, I was on a Saturday um, watching the Leeds of old, um, being really good, you know, um, Ian Hart, Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka, um, Derek Kelly, um, you know, all these all these top, top players, um, Rio Ferdinand back in the day. Um, and, and Leeds being a symbol for, for greatness, really, for, for being the team to be. And, and then obviously it went, um, it wasn't run correctly and we went crashing down and um, obviously went went down with a, an absolute bang as well. So, and then obviously, you know, the Man United fans and the Liverpool fans jump on and give you a bit of stick. And because we've been in the lower leagues for that long, I think they've just kind of, kind of forgot. So, um, and we've been so, so much a nearly, nearly club for the last couple of years. You know, we got to the, you know, in top of the championship, we got to the final. Um, with losing the semis or losing the final, even though we were the better team throughout the year, it seemed like we always lost, uh, lost stamina, lost his self-esteem towards the end of the year. Um, and then the magic man Bielsa comes along, and and it's a bit like, who's this crazy fella? Um, did a bit of research about him and every club that he's been at. The fans have loved him. The style of football that he plays was was. Was something that I think Leeds needed, um, the fans needed, um, and 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 you know the the fans have never never been away. Don't get me wrong, but the the fans flooded back. The 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 style of the football that they play is exciting. Like I I tweet, um, like I know I get stick and I you know I always do, but like Man United won won one nil against Burnley yesterday and went top of the league, but you know I one nil at Burnley. It's but it's well boring, you know, to to watch a match for eighty minutes and not have a goal. It's a bit like okay, at least at least at least with Leeds, you know, you're going to get goals. So that's the entertainment value I think Leeds bring to the Premier League, and I know quite a lot of people are uh, are enjoying that aspect. Um, but it's just when it's you lose six one or seven two to Man United is. Uh, is a really kick in the teeth, and especially when I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tweeting before the game, especially against Crawley the other day. You know, I was, I put it on, I went, oh, 10 nil, because I thought we've got a strong side out here, ten nil. And you know, the 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 Twitter, the Twitter people come in and uh, jumping on, and keep reminding me every day that we got beat by by Crawley by by three goals to nil, and Ian Wright made a cameo appearance for two minutes to go, and and all that stuff. So. You know, being a Leeds fan, you've got to you've got to be a bit thick-skinned because um, you know we've we've been up there, we've we've challenged with the best, we've we've been the best, we've been we've been down below, uh, and we're we're slowly making our way back up. But um, Bielsa, I think, is fantastic. His um, his style of football is great. Um, you know, I, I know a few. You know, Jamie Shackleton is a is a local lad from from Pontefract area, from where I'm from. Um, who sometimes comes on? He's a he's a bench player, but he played against uh, Crawley the other day. He's a great, great young talent. 
Um, Liam Cooper, I've known in a number of years. Um, I was getting tickets for the Rhinos games. He used to get me tickets for the Leeds games. Um, still in contact now. He follows me. He, he, he likes, I think he sports Leeds Rhinos, but he likes Wigan Warriors to win because I, I play for them, which is which is really good. Um, and you mentioned Calvin Phillips as well earlier. You know, he's... Um, the uh, the Yorkshire fellow, um, so who everyone uh, admires. So, yeah, you know, I think um, we're slowly building. You know, um, the the owners have been absolutely terrific. Um, we're not pumping money out willy nilly, um, which is great to see. More or less, the team that you see out there is a, is the same team that we had out in the championship, apart from you know Rodrigo and Rafina now. Um, and obviously the the the, the centre back as well. So, um, so, it just shows you what kind of you know technique group that we've that we've got at Leeds. Like I say, I'm 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 quite a passionate fan. Um, I love watching them play. And and to be fair, quite a lot of people, even the Man U fans, like like to watch Leeds. I don't think they like to watch them win, but um, they like to watch them. And like I say. You don't know exactly what you're going to get with Leeds, but you know you're going to get uh, entertainment value. You know you're going to get goals, whether whether you concede them or, or score them is another matter. But um, yeah, I love, I love, I love I'm, like I say, I'm a, normally I'm a I'm a local lad. Um, I'm kind of a Leeds Rhinos fan. Um, I'm a February Rovers fan first, first and foremost, and then um, obviously Leeds United fan. So. Um, I tried to get to as many games as before, um, and then hope, hopefully when um, the fans are allowed back in, I'll be able to get to a few few games in the Premiership um, and watch watch the big watch them against the big boys. So, yeah, it's um, it's up and down season. Um, I think if you'd have asked all the fans where where would you want to be at this this point of the stage of the season, I think people would have snatched their hands off. Uh, I think. I don't want to be too cocky, but I think we're safe from relegation already. I, I think we've just got enough points. I think we've, 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 we've placed one tonight. Uh, Bright, uh, God, I'm a Leeds United fan. I've got to replay. We play. So, uh, I think if we play someone, we play someone today or tomorrow, uh, and if we beat them, um, I think we, you know points wise, normally statistically, uh, you're safe, which is which is fantastic because that's you know. You don't want to be forty points. Legend. It's like the forty point benchmark, and it, especially in the Premier League. Being a Wigan That's fan, it. we we used to just try and finish seventeenth every year. We only we only yeah. played <laughs> between March and March between about February March the end of the season. I remember one year we got beat eight uh, nil by Chelsea and nine one by Tottenham, but still up, stayed up quite comfortably. So it just yeah. shows that you can get a good hiding, but you can still play well. And uh, it's been a great episode. This has been absolutely brilliant. Thanks so much for giving up so much of your time, being so open and honest. No, thank you for having me, You've mate. Been one you. of the one of the best guests we've had. And to end the podcast now, the final question. This is a yep. question I'd always like to I always like to ask different guests. And knowing what you know now and, and having the experiences you've gone through, what advice would you give to the, the teenage Zach Hardik at the beginning of his rugby league career? So the teenager Zach Hardik had give advice. Yeah. What advice would you give to yourself as a teenager? Well, don't drink, lock yourself in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No. Um, no um, like, 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 like I mentioned before, I, I do believe everything happens for a reason. Obviously, there's, there's I think, be careful who, who you choose to to, to 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 play about with, to knock about with. Um, 
who's your friends and who, who aren't your friends. Um, and, and what's important, what's most important in your life. Um, I think, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, I, I, lost, I lost my way a little bit for a number of years, thinking I was probably um, the man um, still living at home, but with, with the with the really expensive cars and, and, and going out on, on big nights out. But um, yeah, if, if there's one thing I could change about the future, well, f- future, if, if I was going back, is... Um, um, yeah, just just stay true, stay true to yourself. But uh, in the meantime, just you know, um, watch, watch out for the for, for the distractions because uh, there's plenty of them out there, and um, enjoy your life because obviously you, you never know what's going to happen around the corner. But um, yeah, there's there's not there's not that much that I'd I'd say I'd like to change because I feel like I'm the first time today I've. I've kind of been shaped and moulded by all, all the bad stuff that's happened. So, um, yeah, I won't say I'd, I'd change much, but just the advice I'd, I'd like to give myself is um, probably think about the future a little bit more um, and, and in five and ten years' time, I said about the, the here and now and, and and don't waste all your money on uh, on, uh, on on silly things either, you know, try, try and save as much as possible. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's bits bits that I've changed about myself, but quite quite a lot that I wouldn't, even though the, I've had bad things happen to me, just purely because of 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 a person that I am today, and I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with who I am today and where I've been and what I've done, and I'm looking forward to, to the here and now, mate. Absolutely, and what a great way to end the podcast. Uh, congratulations on on your story, everything you've been through, and the birth of uh, your son uh, Abel. We hope he's uh, doing well in his first few weeks and. I hope you've enjoyed coming on the podcast today. It's my first ever rugby league podcast. We're hoping to do brilliant. more in the future. And, and what a way to start. No, brilliant, mate. Thank you for having me. Uh, like I say, I, I don't mind a podcast, don't mind a chat. So, yeah, thank you for having me, mate. And, uh, you know, if you need me again, you know, uh, you know where to find me. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much.